0: Hello, and welcome to Mission in 5, the podcast, the show where we ask five simple questions to ministry practitioners to learn more about who they are and where they see God moving in their local communities. My name is Greg Manula. I'm the Associate Executive Minister and Region Missionary for the American Baptist Churches of Nebraska, and every single week, I get to partner with churches and ministry practitioners, And I'm always amazed at the many and varied ways that God works in our individual communities and when multiple churches come together for mission and ministry. And so, that's the purpose of this podcast, to share with you the many things that God is doing and to meet some of the people participating in God's mission in Nebraska, across the country, and around the world. Well, thanks for tuning in to hear the latest episode of Mission in 5. Whether you're streaming this episode on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, thanks for tuning in. If you would take the time to rate and review us on any of those platforms, it would be really helpful. Today, our guest is Verla Dorn. Verla is a chaplain at the Beatrice State Development Center, which is an intermediate care facility for the developmental disabilities that provides residential, vocational, and recreational services. She primarily operates out of the All-Faiths Chapel there. Verla has a BA in business and an MA in program management. Both are from Doan University in Crete. Verla is also a very active member and music minister at First Baptist Church in Beatrice. In 2015 Verla completed the education for lay ministers through the ecumenical partnerships of several denominations in Nebraska. Now, during our conversation, we had an opportunity to talk about the power of music, uh, how it has physiological effects on the brain, but it also is just kind of one of those holistic things that that feed our souls as well. Uh, We talked about the importance of being a lifelong learner and how she continues to attend training events and these sort of things so that she stays on top of her craft. And then um, we talked about the gift of being... Just physically present with others, especially those um, who have developmental disabilities, and how her experience with having a sister with developmental disabilities has shaped her approach to this ministry. So, we hope you enjoy this episode of Mission and Five the podcast with the chaplain of All Saints Faith at the Beatrice State Development Center, Verla Dorn. Thank you. Well, Verla, it's good to have you on the show today. I appreciate you taking the time to be on Mission and Five the podcast.
1: Thank you, Greg. Thank you for the opportunity to share. I appreciate you and Robin and your openness and your welcoming hearts and supporting everything I do at uh, the All Faiths Chapel and uh, through the educational programs that you offer us. I deeply appreciate those.
0: Well, thank you. We're glad that you've been a part of them. Well, um, our our format is easy enough. We ask five simple questions to ministry practitioners like yourself to learn more about who you are and where you see God moving in your community. So let's just jump right in here to question number one. Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a lifelong Nebraskan. Uh, I grew up on a
1: farm near Beatrice, Uh, pretty much a lifelong resident. I've traveled quite a bit. And forty-five some states and wow. several countries and um, you're a go getter, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, enjoy travel, enjoy learning. I enjoy um, meeting people, connecting with people. One of my strengths is uh, intuition and connection. Okay. And uh, I think I've—I uh, was born with a ministry heart but I didn't recognize it,
2: mm.
1: um, but I had a heart toward God. Uh, every time our families watched, which was mandatory in our home, to watch a Billy Graham crusade, from little on, in my heart I went forward okay. and received Christ over and over again <laughs> and talked to God in uh, as I would sit on haystack or as I rode my horse, Mm -hmm. and um, always had a heart to God. Mm. Uh, My grandmother always said,
2: God has a purpose for your life. Mm. And I believed her. Right. I had a a life-changing event, you know, when I was
1: 21. Uh, We're pregnant with our second child, and um, it was Christmas Eve. We'd gone to church, and I was in about the last four to six weeks of the pregnancy. And I began to have, you know, extreme, extreme pain. Went to the hospital. Resulted in a... I had a ruptured uterus, which is kind of rare. And even back then, um, if you... did did not clamp it before within 30 seconds, you know, you would bleed out. Oh, my goodness. And so uh, I very nearly passed. Um, And I believe that I had a heavenly experience at that time Mm -hmm. from some of my uh, memories. and um, But that's when God became real to me. And up until that point, I was trying to be what everyone wanted me to be. And I had no clue that um, my purpose was just to have a relationship, personal relationship with the Lord. Hmm. And that has made all the difference in my life. I was a chaplain's assistant when I was 20 years old. Okay. And here at Beatrice State Developmental Center, uh, prior to the chapel being built. Okay. And I had an office, and I had a classroom, and I... My job was to uh, teach and work with uh, the people who lived here. I had a choir. I had three fellowship groups. I had um, classes all day long. And I sang and I played the piano. And my job was to teach. I continued as the chaplain's assistant for about eight years. Then I quit to be an at-home mom. Um, But I continued to... Uh, Provide music out here um, on Sunday mornings and Wednesday night for chapel services and occasionally funerals. Um, I didn't have a lot of musical training, a few years of piano. Mm -hmm. And if it hadn't been for working out here and having to use the piano and and play and sing, um, I'd be probably just your average, you know, Church person who <laughs> liked to sing, Yeah, that's about a bit, you right. know, but it forced me into developing, you know, musically, and that has been a real blessing into my life. Awesome. Um, and so about seven years ago, uh, I became the chaplain out here.
0: Very good. So you've been there a while. You've been connected with this, uh, the development um, center for off and on since... Seventy-four. Since Seventy-four, okay. And how mm-hmm. did you end up there in the first place? I mean, you said that um, when you were younger and, and, and you were becoming a new mother, that uh, you were already a chaplain's assistant. How did that come about?
1: Well, it's <laughs> kind of weird because I had a job and uh, my boss, um, something just didn't feel right about it. And so, I it was in January, which isn't a great time to look for a job, but I was a little discontented in the situation personally. okay. And um, so I thought, I'm going to start looking for a job. And I went through the phone book, and Beatrice State Developmental Center was, had dark letters, and it was in the front of the f- phone book. Excellent. <laughs> and I called, and they asked if I um, could play the piano. I said, sure. If they'd asked me if I could sing and dance, I'd have probably said, yeah, I can. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A little bit of my background. I grew up with a sister who had special needs. Okay. Uh, She was normal until she was 11 months old. And then she had a brain tumor, which left her cerebral palsied, uh, blind, and had... um, She was borderline handicapped. Okay. So she was pretty high-functioning pretty smart right um but i grew up with that and okay and so i i really had a heart um Mm. for people who you know were loved by god right and that's all it is it's just loving people who love god who god loves
2: yeah
0: all right well tell us a little bit about um your just some of your personal life um you, you said that you grew up on a farm, you're in Beatrice, um, basically your whole life. You've done a lot of travel, but, um, you know, what, what, what are some things that move you? What are some interests and hobbies that you have?
1: Well, you know what? <laughs> Everything really kind of surrounds the Lord. It really does. Okay. All my relationships, all my efforts. Now, yeah, I do like to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, when the kids were young, we took them to 30-some states that was important to me as a parent. Okay. Um, We, you know, I don't live on a farm. I live on an acreage now. Okay. But we lived in Beatrice for many, many years. Sure. And then um, about 15, 16 years ago, um, my husband always wanted to build a house in the country. That is the last thing I wanted to do. (laughs) And, uh, but it's been good. Um, You feel the spirit, it's been kind of a sanctuary it really has. That's great. been a peaceful place uh, to live and look out at the pond and the eagles fly over and the deer run over and we had some strange tracks in front of the garage the other day that looked kind of like either a cougar or a big bobcat. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's kind of cool and terrifying at the same time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, It's good. God is good and um, God has blessed me with lots of friends, lots of contacts. Yeah. Um, Through the time that I was an at-home mom, I did cottage-based businesses
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, back in the 80s when that was kind of an uncommon thing for Mm -hmm. women to do. Okay. And um, I became a Mary Kay consultant, which is a great learning experience. Uh, became a director. I qualified for three vehicles during that time, and then one day, I didn't feel that's what I was supposed to do. Okay. And so I gave up my uni- unit and I, uh, my team, and I, I started doing craft shows in kind of a very big way, and eventually, you know, built that business into uh, traveling and went all over the. Midwest my mom was always encouraged me get a real job get a real job (laughs) so then I worked in Lincoln for a while and um my company uh, gave me the opportunity to complete my education and that had been a lifelong dream Mm. and so I was able to do the the bachelor's and the master's degree and and uh and all through the years I've done lots and lots and lots of reading love books love books love music
0: Excellent. Well, tell us a little bit about um, what it is to to be a chaplain through All Faiths Chapel at the uh, Beatrice State Development Center. Um, for those who may not understand exactly what it is that you do, maybe kind of lay the foundation of what it is and then maybe share some stories of an experience that, that would typify what it is to, to be a chaplain there.
1: Okay. Um, I consider this position to be one of the greatest mission fields in my community hmm. we have all kinds of staff and i see myself interacting with staff and the people who live here as jesus would okay. i really see myself as jesus hands uh with a smile with an encouragement with uh, sharing something Building relationships, accepting people where they are, loving them. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't walk around all day, <laughs> but as I go from <laughs> place to place, right? Um, you know, I it's important for me to have my personal time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's lo- the Lord and reading and um, personal music, personal uh, inspiration. I listen to a lot of different sources, love YouTube, uh, gives us a lot of information, and, and uh, we connect, you know, with what's happening Yeah, in the body of Christ through mm-hmm. that. It's very, very important. Okay. Um, I Then I'll have music in several of the uh, homerooms, which are kind of gathering day places for our people that are involved in different projects or activities. Right. And I'll do music Uh, generally three places in the morning. Um, And then I will have, um, in the early afternoon, I'll have some personal uh, Bible time uh, slash counseling slash music, uh, whatever kind of feels right. And I work with individuals who are uh, in crisis situations. Right. uh, Who are open to, that are, you know, fairly new, um, admitted people who have had crisis situations sure. out in the community okay and so um i enjoy that very much connecting with them um i'll do a couple more music sessions in the afternoon um and i do a variety in the music um, i have free latitude uh sometimes i do some oldies um you know secular songs sing-along songs um, i love contemporary christian music do a mm-hmm. lot of that okay um yesterday and i take requests um but our standard favorites are jesus loves me kumbaya god is so good uh we have some of the best praise in the community right here because they sing with a joyful joyful noise mm. And they sing with passion and a smile on their face. And um, one gal in particular, she um, had a horrific community experience and came here um, to live. And um, she didn't speak anymore after that experience, but she drooled Hmm. and her staff said, um, when she comes here, she listens to the music, she smiles, and she doesn't drool. Mm. Music has the ability to connect both sides of the brain. Yeah. The right and the left It's very, very important. And that's um, when you combine the power of music with scripture, then things happen on the inside. Right. And the Bible says angels hearken to the word of God. And so as we sing scripture songs and praise songs and worshiping God, uh, things happen within us and they bring us joy. Music is like brain candy. <laughs> it makes your brain feel good. Yes. And during the years when you're raising children and I would be, happy i would go to my piano and play and sing if i was having a bad day i would go to the piano and play and sing because it would lift me out
0: yeah my wife is a uh, lover of music all kinds mm-hmm. lots of mm-hmm. different genres Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tend to tease her that she was born in the wrong generation. Her, some <laughs> of her favorite music is from the '60s and '70s, um, mm-hmm. but uh, she, she likes all genres. And um, mm-hmm. for her, rather secular or or sacred music, it, it's it's all prayer. And mm-hmm. um, she was trying to explain that to me once, and I, I didn't quite mm-hmm. grasp um, where mm-hmm. she was going with it. But um, mm-hmm. th- the more I've I've gotten to know her, and the more I've um, Experienced that with her, um, it, it makes total sense what you're saying. This power of music, and mm-hmm. not yep. only does it do physiological things for us, um, it's it's it taps deep into our very being of what it is to be fully human in the presence of God. Yeah, and uh, it certainly works yes. on our soul in a very deep way. Yeah. so yeah. it's it's amazing that you get to be part of that every day.
1: Yeah, and, and share I love that with that. people. Yeah, and playing. Um, I really love classic hymns, Mm -hmm. I mean, they were written uh, with such powerful anointing. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm a lover of contemporary, okay? Yeah. But to have really, um, in my younger years, I really took it, um, I took it for granted, Mm. the power of those old hymns. Yeah. And the strength that comes from them. Mm-hmm. And one of the gals yesterday when she came in, she said, "Can we sing some old hymns today?" you know yeah. And um, yes, we can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well very good. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, some of your training. Um, you've you've been... Um, you described a little bit about getting your, your BA and MA at, at Doan. I know you've mm-hmm. also gone through something we call the Education for Lay Ministers through Cotner College. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about that experience and how that um, helped you be a better chaplain, perhaps, or just how it helped round out your vocational calling to, to, to be a minister to these people um, at the care center.
1: Um. That program was very helpful. It gives you a uh, some historical background, you know, and perspective on, on where the church has, you know, come through, sure. some of the struggles through the centuries. Uh, that's really important. Um, the ongoing education that we receive, you know, through the region is priceless. Oh, it oh. really is. Thank we you. always have wonderful speakers. And um, they just speak to my heart a lot and help us to um, take some time away and, and, and study. And that's really, really important. You know, the Bible continues to be our number one resource. Right. Um, but as we learn about the faith walk of people that have come through the ages, um, we begin to appreciate that. You know, we have been born... Into a very special time. We have been born into a special opportunity. In our communities. Yeah. And uh, had it not been for those people. Who carried the faith. uh, In spite of the challenges. And inconveniences of the day. And the threat of safety. Physically. uh, They were people of passion. Yeah. And um, we can learn from that. And uh, it's. It's exciting to be part of what God is doing today, you know, in my world. Um, as I say, I part of my ministry here. Um, I, on occasion, I'll marry people. Yeah. You know, staff. I've been asked to do um, funerals for them, um, services, weddings. Uh, I do some premarital counseling preparation. Yeah. Uh, For the weddings, that's always part of it. Mm -hmm. I tell them straight up, if you want someone who can just marry you, um, there are plenty of people who will just marry you. Um, This has to be meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. And in order for it to be meaningful, uh, I feel like I I need to invest in you and your relationship and have these conversations in this time. Right. And so um, that's kind of you know that's been um, gives me a lot of variety. You know to do that uh, to um, plan the services of the memorial services and and minister to families. Yeah. Uh, one of our recent um, deaths, the family I could minister to the sister mm-hmm. because I understood what it was like as a family member. Yeah. And her husband said. The words that you said meant so much to her because siblings of special needs people carry a lot of burden because they see their their parents in the struggle right as they searched t- to find medical answers or solutions and um, many families the addiction level is high divorce level is higher in families with uh, children who have special needs. Yeah. Because of the stressors. hmm And so uh, I understand that. My father was an alcoholic. Uh, I understand the struggles of that uh, from a child position. Yeah. And that helps me a lot. Uh, I'm not perfect. I can relate to people who have been hurt. Yeah. And I and I share uh, many times from personal experience, and they'll say, "I had no idea you had been through all of that stuff." And I, say, I said, "Yeah, but for God
2: hmm.
1: becoming real in my life, I would be a total basket case."
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm also involved in um, several organizations. This year, I am president of the Kiwanis Club, and um, I serve on the foundation of the All Faiths Chapel. Okay. The Kiwanis Club raised the funds to build the chapel. Okay. Um, I'll send you some pictures, but it's a it's a nice chapel. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good sanctuary. It's being in God's presence Every day. And that's cool. Yeah. Um, I serve on a personal ministry level with women of faith, with the, um, the owners of women of faith. Sure. Uh, as a confidant uh, prayer team member. And um, that's very, very special yeah. to me. I also serve on a, on a board of, of a, a new organization called Reformation at the Crossroads, which is uh, focused on helping women who are uh, re-entering uh, the community from corrections. Okay. And um, that's been an exciting thing to, to be part of that coming about. I've been involved in going to the York and Topeka Women's Prison mm-hmm. uh, as part of a ministry team. So those are kind of my hobbies. (laughs)
0: Wow. You are always on, aren't you? That's amazing. I am
1: always on. Yes, I am. Because, you know what? We need to use every day possible and um, do what God places in front of us. Yeah. And I'm always on.
0: I appreciate this balance that you're sharing with us and how um, you don't really separate your vocational calling from just being the presence of Jesus everywhere you go. Um, yep. It's not like I have clock in and clock out kind of concept. And, and I think this is one of the things that we try to get across in our preaching and teaching when we talk about being a person on mission or, or being a, a person that understands the missional church. It's that you're the hands and feet of Christ, and, and every experience that that you have is to to. Be the hands and feet everywhere you go, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, and you're a great example of, of how that works and how you found ways to to just bear witness to Christ's presence in your life um, every with every relationship that you have. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank I, you. No, it's been good. I've I've enjoyed knowing you. These I don't. I guess I've known you since I've been in Nebraska. So twelve years yeah. or so. Um, and it, it's been really cool to to see. Um, now I've never had the opportunity to to visit you in your place of ministry specifically. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe You're I should, welcome
1: to come. Would I, love to have you come.
0: I should come out there. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but. Certainly, our interactions at pastor conferences and events um, have, have always blessed me, and so I appreciate you taking the time to share this with us today. Hmm. Um, I do also, I head up the Christmas dinner, which oh, is right. coming up yeah. really soon. Right, at First Baptist uh, at Church in Beatrice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yep. So, tell us a little bit about that ministry.
1: It was started by one of our church members who, um, a number of years ago, and uh he had gotten a Christmas bonus, and Alan had uh, felt like sharing that bonus. That particular year, many people were laid off mm. from jobs in Beatrice. And so um, his company gave him a turkey, and he you know, took his bonus money, and he bought the fixins and whatever for whoever wanted to come. And um, I think it was kind of small. Yeah. For anyone who didn't have a place to go for Christmas, and then they did it again the next year, and then they did it again the next year, and then uh, somewhere along the line, um, I got involved in it and uh, worked in the kitchen, which is like a crazy place to be, Mm -hmm. and uh, um, if you're in a crazy place, I'm a good one to have on your boat, um, because I, I can... Keep things afloat <laughs> in um, a loose manner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I love the kitchen. But then I've started in the last few years being the chair, and um, everybody kind of knows what they do. And and um, every year when we prior to starting on Christmas Day, you know, and most of the people on Christmas Day are from the community. Yeah, our people do the before work and the after work, right? a few of our people are there that day, and, but it's a lot of community people who come in, different churches, different communities even, and, um, and I always ask, you know, you, you know, this, your first year, second, you know, whatever, why do you come back?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's always the experience of being God's hands yeah. on Christmas Day connecting with people so i call it the miracle on 16th street (laughs) there you go we wonder how that dinner is going to come together and it always does
0: yes and it's it's no. i mean it may have started small but i mean there's been times when you've fed a couple hundred people yeah
1: oh yeah we'll have two three hundred people come Yeah. yeah it's not a 15 turkeys you know
0: yeah it's it's kind of grown into this really big thing and um for it to be a meal on christmas morning in community with other people um certainly requires a sacrifice on the people of first baptist church to be present on christmas morning instead of maybe with their first families and mm-hmm. um but to be there for people who don't have that you don't have a family you know maybe or some reason that they're not with other people on Christmas Day, and you mm-hmm. guys get to provide that with them, and then you guys go and spend your afternoons, you know, late afternoons mm-hmm. and evenings on Christmas with your families. And so, again, I think it's just one of those sacrificial ministries that um, we we know about um, but maybe don't share it enough so that everybody doesn't know about it. And mm-hmm. so hopefully this will be a way for, for people to learn about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And one of
1: the other little things that, you know, whenever I'm always looking for opportunities, you know, when something comes across, so, um, you know, through the years I've built a lot of relationships, but uh, the ministry that um, the region has picked up uh, right now, media,
2: is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. that was a really good gift. Um, You had written a grant, and for, on behalf of All Saints Chapel, Mm -hmm. to get access to the right now media Mm -hmm. and uh, you shared that with us and um, we kind of as the region were able to get grandfathered in to Mm -hmm. your grant writing process and so Mm -hmm. now right now media is available to all american baptist churches in in nebraska you Mm -hmm. just simply need to write me an email um, mm-hmm. And I will give you access to that. So uh, it's free to the church because we, as a region, cover the cost of that, and it is an extremely low cost because yeah, um, because of the I grant. negotiate well. Yes, Verla is an excellent <laughs> negotiator. <laughs> so we have a good ministry for our churches that access is there. So if you want to know more about that, shoot me an email at g.mamula mm-hmm. at and we'll be sure to get your church access.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, how can we, as American Baptist churches, partner with you?
1: Foremost, prayer. Okay. And along with prayer of uh, the, the blessing and movement and presence of God uh, with our staff, uh, with the people who live here, uh, with our community, um, our, all of our churches are struggling. know we are all we all have challenges
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and we have a God who is able to part the waters yes and as we lean in as we listen to his voice we something new and fresh will come forth amen and that comes through prayer and seeking God and so uh to be part of know the churches the pastors uh, the fellowship that we have across the state to be part of that uh, is huge include us you know uh, the special needs people here at Beatrice State Developmental Center Mm. and um, there's uh, as you know I have a shoestring budget that's why I have to negotiate you know um there are no funds for a lot of the things that I like to do. So mm. sometimes, you know, if someone passes and their family is able to, they will give some memorial money and sure. then I'll buy something for the chapel. Uh, things like, um, and I do pick up personally a lot of stuff, but things like, um, maybe plants or a floral arrangement for the season. Mm-hmm. I don't have budgets for that. Right. Um, I pick up my own music and my books personally, Mm. you know, which is okay, you know, as part of ministry, uh, but there's sometimes there's things like um, Bibles, giving Bibles to our people. Yeah. You know, I I can't use state funds for that. Sure. So I have to find funding. Or if I, um, our people want to have crosses, like a necklace. Yeah. uh, Finding funding. And those aren't high items. Yeah, yeah. They're very, very small, um, but they do add up, you know. Um, there's a, a gentleman in a group in Seward, Nebraska, that makes the handheld crosses. Yes. And so I've been able to get, you know, some of those uh, through that organization, and mm-hmm. and give them and to our people and write their name on it, God Loves Susie.
2: Hmm.
1: And in a permanent marker. Right. And it's theirs. Yeah. And it's in their stuff. And, um, and there's times when I would like to provide, like, CDs. Um, you know, everybody kind of has a CD player. But I'd like to uh, provide maybe Christian music, those kind of things. Okay. So, there's um, always... Ways and, and little, it's not not big things necessarily. Right. You know, it's the little things that yeah. make it really special.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in to hear the latest episode of Mission in 5. Whether you're streaming this episode on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, thanks for tuning in. If you would take the time to rate and review us on any of those platforms, it would be really helpful. Today, our guest is Rolla Verla is a chaplain at the Beatrice State Development Center, which is an intermediate care facility for the developmental disabilities that provides residential, vocational, and recreational services. She primarily operates out of the All-Faiths Chapel there. Verla has a BA in Business and an MA in Program Management. Both are from Doan University in Crete. Verla is also a very active member and music minister at First Baptist Church in Beatrice. In 2015, Verla completed the education for lay ministers through the ecumenical partnerships of several denominations in Nebraska. Now during our conversation, we had an opportunity to talk about the power of music, uh, how it has physiological effects on the brain, but it also is just kind of one of those holistic things that that feed our souls as well. Uh, We talked about the importance of being a lifelong learner and how she continues to training events and these sort of things so that she stays on top of her craft. And then um, we talked about the gift of being just physically present with others, especially those um, who have developmental disabilities, and how her experience with having a sister with developmental disabilities has shaped her approach to this ministry. So we hope you enjoy this episode of Mission and Five, the Podcast with the chaplain of All Saints Faith at the Beatrice State Development Center, Verla Dorn.